welcome back to another episode of the Comeback Nation podcast. I'm Louise Karinwi, a business psychologist and coach. And this podcast is all about developing strategies to come back from setbacks, disappointments and failures in life, career and business. And 2020 has certainly been a pretty tough year. Uh, so I think we, we all need this now more than ever. But today I'm talking about the essence of bouncing back from failure. And a lot of us associate resilience with just getting up and pressing ahead and carrying on. And this is most certainly a component of it, but it isn't just about getting up again. It's equally and perhaps most importantly about spending appropriate and adequate time in recovery. And for some of us, our coping mechanism is to just keep going, you know, which can serve well in the short term, but in the long term, it does start to work against you. You know, it would be like a marathon athlete running with a broken knee and hoping the marathon will cure the injury. So, you know, continuing to press ahead and keep going isn't always as, as great as it might sound. So just carrying on with that exercise example. So, for instance, sports athletes know they have to have a rest day because the body actually strengthens and repairs itself during that time. So it's incorporated into their schedule and not doing so can conversely weaken you as an athlete. It's known to have a number of negative implications from lowering your immunity to more pain in your knees and your joints and just a general reduced training capacity. So it actually works against them to not rest. And some of the benefits of rest time include adaptation, for instance, as the body is able to adjust the level of stress it's been under and it needs that time to adjust and get used to it. almost like learning you know a new skill it needs to to learn that and that happens in the rest time replenishment of energy stores and fluid loss happens in the rest time even most of the body's growth hormone, which is a hormone made and released in the pituitary gland that tells the body to grow and increase cell production, that's released during our sleep. It's literally released as we sleep. And in fact, as much as 75% of it is released as we're resting. So the growth does actually literally happen in the recovery period, in the downtime. And for an athlete, that's, that's what makes them able to run the race next time with more power and more stamina. The benefits appear because of the recovery time given. Why don't we do this? When we're going through events or episodes of setback and failures, why don't we do this? Why don't we take this time? Why has just the pressing ahead and continuing to go on with the marathon, even though our knee is injured or our ankle is injured, why has that been the popular approach? Well, I want to share today three things that we can do to incorporate this period of rest and downtime as part of our bouncing back from setback, failures and disappointments, whether it be in career, life or business. And the first 
The first is to identify what affected you and why, because sometimes it's not just the difficult event itself that affected us most deeply. It's the underlying meaning behind that event, what it represents for us. So for instance, for many people, a job signifies identity, value, worth, usefulness. Maybe it's even linked to things and you know, values they were taught when they were younger, and the list goes on. So when someone loses their job, it's not just the job loss that can affect them deeply. It could be the loss of all the things it meant and represented for them. You know, it could be not just the rejection, but what that rejection means for them personally. And so taking the time to understand this and potentially well, most importantly, recreating and reframing what these things mean to you can not only help you see the present with the right perspective, but the future as well with renewed clarity and inspiration. So this is really important to unpick why this event affected you. And some might say, well, it affected me because I lost my job. Not always. What is the, the meaning of it? What does work mean? to you? What did that rejection or perceived rejection mean to you? And it's really important to take that time out to do that. And and it leads to a sort of sub point as part of identifying what affected you and why. And that sub point is the importance of having some self-reflection time. And I'm going to say it on your own, right? I mean, it's important to talk to people as well. Absolutely. You know, that could be a friend or a professional you want to do both. You want to have some time to reflect on things alone and understand these things and and unpick them. But of course, you absolutely need to be speaking to someone or people. It depends. Uh, You don't necessarily have to just keep going. Reflection is key in the recovery. The second thing is to develop a plan for recovery. So you've identified what's affected you and why. You've taken that time out for self-reflection. What was the meaning you attached to that, that event? What did that event mean to you? You know, looking more deeply. And the next is to develop a plan for recovery. So that means reflecting, and you'll notice this theme coming up across all the three points. But that means reflecting on, for instance, what rejuvenates you. You know, ask yourself, what rejuvenates me? What refreshes me? We don't always take time to think about this. We oftentimes end up doing what's popular or what we think we're meant to do, when it actually might not work for you. It might just actually not be something that you enjoy at all. And then in terms of what refreshes you, again, sometimes it's easy to just make the decision that's easy, like binging on Netflix or something. And it's not that, you know, watching Netflix is bad or binging on Netflix is bad. Sometimes having that time to just take your mind off the issue is actually really helpful. But it's not necessarily in the long term going to give you the refreshment that you need unless that is one of the things that refreshes you. That's why it's important to not just do the automatic thing that's easy. To actually think, hold on a second, what rejuvenates me? What refreshes me? And it might not be Netflix. Doesn't mean there's no space for it, but it might reframe and reshape 
what you pour most of your energy into, especially as you start thinking about your recovery from a long-term perspective as well. And on that point, it's worthwhile considering how long do you need to do these things that rejuvenate and refresh you for? How long would it take for it to have an effect, right? A one-off activity might not be helpful. Oftentimes, it's the compound effect of consistency that has the greatest impact. So consider these three questions. What rejuvenates me? What refreshes me beyond the obvious, beyond what's easy? And how long would I need to do these for to have the effect that I want? And my last point is to implement the plan. And that might seem obvious, but like I said, sometimes we know that perhaps binging on Netflix is not helpful, but we might do it anyway. So that means asking what will get in the way of me being able to implement this plan and do the things that refresh and rejuvenate me. And how can I remove those obstacles and those blockers or at least be wary of them? You know, and that links to my other point, which is to ask someone to support you in the journey, to walk with you, to hold you accountable where necessary. So for instance, I used to have a really bad habit of heading straight for comfort food when I experienced stress. And sometimes I didn't even know I was doing it, but it only led to more problems. And it wasn't helpful. It wasn't rejuvenating or refreshing, at least definitely not in the long term, you know, maybe in that moment, but the next day I didn't didn't feel great most of the time. And I knew I had to change my response. I had to change my habit. This is to a degree about breaking old habits, the habit of how we respond to things in order to build new ones. And the other point I'll I'll say when it comes to implementing the plan is take the time you need. This means avoiding comparison avoiding looking at others because it might look like you're not moving. It might look like you're not busy, right? Because typically the things that help us recover include resting, you know, include perhaps reading, talking to people. It does, it's not necessarily synonymous with being very active, is it? Recovery. But then it might look like, well, everyone else is being active and doing things and progressing and advancing and I'm in recovery. But the thing is, is that even in a war, standing still is actually a tactic. Knowing when to retreat is actually a tactic. And both can help you win the war sometimes more than going on the attack and pressing ahead. Now, of course, I'm not saying that life is a war, right? I'm not saying that you're at war with other people, but I'm just using that analogy to say, don't overlook the recovery as a core strategy and tactic to you being able to move ahead effectively later on down the line. And it goes back to what I was saying about athletes and how the, how rest is actually incorporated in, into their training strategy and in their training plan. So number one, identify what affected you and the reason why. It might not be the failure itself. It might be the embarrassment, concern about what people will think or some sort of fear from that, right? So identify that. Why did it bother you? Why did it affect you? And maybe speak with someone who will show you empathy, compassion, understanding as you talk through that. 
Second is to carve out a plan for recovery. And again, that still needs some reflection. When you're starting to carve out this plan for recovery and you're asking yourself, what rejuvenates me? What refreshes me? What gives me hope or makes me hopeful? Right? When you're asking yourself these questions, you want to start thinking about what really genuinely works for you and start implementing those things. Which leads to the third thing, which is to implement the plan. (laughs) Implement those things and identify what gets in the way. Do you need to form a new habit? Is it just old habits that get in the way? What do you need to push aside and avoid comparison? Avoid that like plague. Everyone's life happens in phases and seasons. It's just we don't always experience the exact same ones or at the same time. So (laughs) I leave you today with a quote from me. I know it's usually from someone else, but I wanted to leave you with a quote from me because I just wanted to summarize everything that I've shared today in that quote. And it quite simply is, the benefits come from recovering well. And the outcomes of this are seen in your comeback. So thank you, everyone. It was great to speak to you today. Until next time. See you.